Hi there, that's Talk Sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our Let's Talk New York Jets from the UK. And I'm joined by fellow Gang Green UK member Paul Carey. Thanks for joining me today. Absolute pleasure, Dan. Absolute pleasure. And you may notice I've got my Let's Talk Sports mug filled with water and my Let's Talk Sports top on. And I have to say, you've designed these perfectly because. I've got a bit of a rotund belly. And uh, just where the logo is, it gives it a nice freaky sticking out effect right on my tummy. <laughs> so that's just well, perfectly set for me, Dan. So thank you very much. I appreciate the the the, uh, the gear. And uh, have we got anything to talk about? Did anything happen well, this week? I'm, I'm stuck, man. I'm stuck. I was going to say, we've got so much to talk about. And I'll be honest, Paul, when designing the design, your belly cat was a constant uh, in my mind. So yeah, um, yeah. And in regard to the Let's Talk Sports merch, and maybe some details coming out later today, so people keep your eye out for that. And um, I'm, we mentioned Gang Green UK there a bit. I'm a little bit starstruck at this point, Paul. Because it seems like people in Edmund are jet sitting all over the jet sphere. I saw the article on it. I saw the interview with Green Bean by some of our other members. They're here, there, and everywhere, aren't they, Paul? Well, yeah, it's a growing community, and it's one that uh, is definitely, shall we say, enthusiastic in their in, the, in their following of the jets. We're we're all off to. New York in November to go see the game and we've got the, the Chicago game which is the Revis uh, Ring of Honour induction as well so I don't think we could have timed that much better and uh, hopefully no. Zach will be back by then. Yeah hopefully which we'll get to that in about 30 seconds yet yeah, I know Paul's gone hopefully we'll do some sort of episode related to you being over there so looking forward to that we've talked about that so Getting started, let's take it step by step. I'm not going to lie. The last week is exactly why I hate preseason. I do. Well, I seriously do. As much as I like the NFL season, and even like training camp, it's nice to see these rookies uh, progress, but that is offset by just injuries. Um, and Mackay Becton is... A unique case because me and you have talked about him a lot. I'm not going to sit here and say it is a complete shock because obviously we've spoke about it. Now, um, it's just a killer and some fans out there saying, oh, this proves Joe Douglas should have won Icky Trommel. Well, you know, Paul, I was a big fan of Icky Trommel. He should not have went that way in this. He was just completely out on back turn, like didn't want to use him in any regard and moved him because either way, it's a waste of resources. Either Beckton's pick is a waste of resources or Icky or whoever else you picked is. And the second thing is, well, you love this draft class. It seems like everyone is universally loving this draft class. At the very least, you lose one of players so say you did it fourth overall then who of these players are you taking out are you taking out 
uh, obviously Source Gardener, or are you waiting until 10 and you ain't got no number one uh, young, hopefully number one receiver, or are you taking up two of your players in your young pass rusher and your stud running back? So, look, um, I don't blame Joe Douglas in this. I think he had to see what we have in Beckton. He took a roll with the dice, and people say Douglas is a bit, sort of doesn't take risks. I disagree with that. And this sort of move takes it. He took a roll with the dice, and unfortunately, you could argue it didn't work out, or certainly for that position, I would argue with the draft class, it did work out. Uh, hopefully, Mackay comes back, and I do see some fans being crazy, saying it's over, career's over, just cut him now, which is just crazy talk, Paul, because even if Mackay struggles a little bit and isn't necessarily certainly in regard to this contract, the best version of himself. You paid him always guarantee money, so at the very least, you let him work his way back, and he can come in and compete, at least for that string tackle. What you're paying him is pennies, so even apart from the human aspect of someone's just had this injury and you go around cutting him. Um, well, it doesn't make sense from uh, um, asset management thing now I'm not all the way out on Mackay but what I do think is you've at least got to plan on him maybe taking a bit of time to come off this injury now it's on the top of two injuries so I feel ideal thing is not plan for it by drafting another young tackle you tie Fant down which I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit more in a minute now you've got Drain Brown out under for two years. If you can tie Fant down, then Mackay can come in and compete with both of them. You've got Match Mitchell. And then nothing's almost changed in the long term. So it's my I almost think it would be better next year if Mackay comes in and is eased in in that string tackle role. And then oh what happens at the end of next season, Drain Brown's contract um, is at the end, so hopefully Mackay will be over his injury and ready to go. Um, a killer of a situation, Paul, I will say this, Drain Brown is not a bad replacement to have get this time of year, and I know some fans are saying they overpaid. I disagree with that. If you look at Riley Reef's contract, Riley Reef is not Drain Brown, and um, even if it was true that they may be overpaid, the fact that it's for two years, I can get on board with that. I think you're always going to overpay a little bit because he's going to be with swing tackle. Now he's going to be with starting tackle. So you get the deal done. I don't care if they paid two million more. But um, what do you think of this signing? And I'm sure you've got some uh, feelings on not just the injury but some of the craziness going around the fan base pool. Well, the, the first thing I want to say is best of luck to Mackay Beckton. That, that's the yeah. first and foremost. Uh, as, as the human aspect of it, Mackay Beckton, best of luck. I really hope he comes back. Next question. Going on. Dwayne Brown. 
How much are we paying him? We're paying him starters money. That's not too much money because he's our starter. You pay a starter, starters money. Simple as that. I feel sorry for George Frank having to move over as much as I can feel sorry for someone who's making millions of dollars. Will Frank stick at right tackle? Will he want to leave at the end and go and find a left tackle gig? I think we'll have to wait and see how the year goes. He is at a contract at the end of the year. We'll wait and see. This is a great situation for Max Mitchell now with Dwayne Brown coming in because Mitchell can now be red-shirted as he was meant to be. We saw in the preseason game, he's doing his best, he's doing okay, but he's doing okay for a rookie who was drafted in the fourth round. He's not doing okay for a first-round rookie or a rookie that we want to start. He needs the time to learn and to get into the system. So that's Max Mitchell. Uh, with Mackay Beckton, Cutting him makes absolutely no sense in any way, shape or form, either from a humanitarian point of view or from a financial point of view. We're paying him whether we cut him or not. So why would you cut him? We're paying him anyway, give him the year to get his operation, to get himself back fit and to see how he comes out at the start of next season now. This is a big fella who's had two serious injuries on the same knee. That's worrying. That is very worrying. And that is something that... Can he come back from that? I, I, I hope he can. But I think the Jets need to be looking at next year, possibly not in the first round, possibly a second or third round. But we, do, we definitely need to be looking at bringing in a tackle through the draft next year, because even if Beckton comes back, I have serious concerns about his durability now yeah. in, in the NFL. So we, we cannot take that risk again. With regard yeah. to whether or not drafting Beckton was the right idea or drafting Sauce Garner was the right idea, it's the easiest thing in the world to look back eight months or six months or 12 months or a year and say, oh, we could have done this. Well, yes, we could have, but we didn't. And you know why we didn't? Because the information we had at the time, and that's the key, the information we had at the time, that is what drove the picks. The information we had at the time was that Mohamed Beckham was going to be ready for the season. The information we had at the time was that George Frank was going to be ready for the season. The information we had at the time was that we needed backup. We didn't need starters. Using a first-round pick on a player that was going to be a backup is just absolute madness. You just don't do it. You use your first round in a position of need where you get somebody coming in who's going to start straight away. If we take a Conwell, at number four, we lose Sauce Gardner. Not only do we lose Sauce Gardner, but as you say, we almost certainly lose either Garrett Wilson or Jermaine Johnson because the number 10 pick becomes a different matter altogether. If Gardner, if, 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 if uh, Garrett Wilson is there, then we take Garrett Wilson, but the chances are he's gone at that point now. We certainly don't trade back in for Jermaine Johnson because... He's almost certainly gone before then as well. So, you know, if you change all the information that you have, then yes, you can change your pick. 
But you you can't go back and change the information as it was at the time. So going back and saying that we could have taken player X or player Y is just it's a waste of time. It's an absolute yeah. waste of time, and and it's just it, it's it's a mentality that um, that that says. I want to be right more than I want the Jets to be successful. That, that's just not going to happen. You know, yeah, people I, like that, I'm not going to listen to them. I agree. And look, I'm not saying go out there and move on from him. How I feel when I think we're both on the same pages. You hope he's there, but you're playing for the future as well. Yeah. Uh, Joe Douglas would deserve sacking if he didn't do that. And I do... Look, I think they did have concerns, but like I said, I think they needed to know what they had in him. I think they probably had a hunch the injury might come at some point this year, but I think what they hoped was the case that it'd be later in the season and um, if it was so late that you could throw Match Mitchell in for some reps or bring in a veteran then. It just didn't work out that way, and I I don't complain about that in any way. Um, they needed to assess him, and that's just the situation. I'm not going to lie, Paul. When I saw him with that knee brace, I think it was a day, maybe two days before the injury. <laughs> I won't say the word. What comes to mind, but I, it scared the bleep out of me because... Um, it was not a good sign. Um, in my, I'm no medical expert by any means, but it was not a good sign in regard to his long-term durability. So, yeah, a bit of a killer. I'm glad to have Graham Brown here, and he's as good as you can get. Do I care that um, they're paying him? Well, it's an average of 12 million. My hunch is this year it's a lot less than that um, 12 because if you look at the cap, Something don't add up to my hunches. Uh, maybe it's backloaded, which I'm okay with. But do I care they're paying him that? No, I do not. I, I don't really get into money how much you're paying someone. And look, if you care about that 12 million, you go out and look at the list of the offensive tackles available and pay them 3 million less and see what you think about the blind side. And it would not be a pretty picture. So that's where I fall on it. I also like Drain because I like how, without getting too political, how he stood up and be counted when he was at the Texans. I, like, I always liked that. Even though he wasn't on my team, I took notes. Uh, he, that's what we say we want the culture to be here. So... To be honest with you, I'd pay him an extra me in a season just based on that aspect yeah. of his play. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to have him. Another, another thing to point out, uh, Dan, we've both kind of glossed over, is that we didn't have Mackay Beckton last season either. And the no. line still became one of the better lines in the league. And we have now added two pro bowlers to a line that was a decent line. Um, it's funny you should say that because I've said on a couple of shows, everyone keeps mentioning or oh, Fant wasn't too good at right tackle. Well, one, he allowed two sacks. I can live with two sacks. And that line 
was as bad as I've ever seen on any NFL team. So now the line's different. What um, will we look like? My hunch is a lot better. He got better last year, and I was speaking to Antoine last night, and I made the argument that um, everyone mentions, oh, he's hitting free agency. He won't be happy because he won't be playing left tackle well. If he shows the same sort of improvement he did last year at right tackle compared to where he was, you could argue that won't affect his market anymore because if he's as good a right tackle as he was left tackle this year, then that only does his payday chances all the better because he can play two positions at a close to Pro Bowl level. So that's one thing I'm watching from him. If that is the case, I, I pay him. And I don't even think about it. I don't care if he's playing right tackle or left tackle. I play him left tackle money, to be honest with you. Um, it's easy for me to say, but what I would do, look, I would make some sort of promise uh, to him if I was Joe Douglas to keep him free. Say, look, we're going to take care of you. You perform how you did last year. You will get what you want and more because I do feel for him a little bit. Obviously, this is for NFL. You can't have sympathy for someone. But um, there was promises made, and I was looking forward to seeing him at left tackle. But that said, he's got to understand the situation has changed. Uh, I yeah. I think um, you maybe have a quiet word with him and let him know he's got nothing to worry about. To be honest with you, I think it's good for Joe Douglas if he's here for the long term, because I'm a big companion yeah. of he's his most successful free agent signing. So far, definitely. I yeah. think as well, the thing to remember is that he's a professional sportsman. If the team need him to play at right tackle, he'll play at right tackle. Yeah. The other thing as well is what we mentioned earlier, which is you, you can only go with the information you've got. Pre-season, he was our left tackle. He was he, he was given the role. He was said... On you go, you're going to be left tackle. You've you've earned it, you've done it. Thank you very much. Go go ahead and be a pro bowler this year. And the information changed. And because the information has changed, the whole situation has had to change. And now we've had to say to them, look, you were our left tackle. We wanted you to start at left tackle. However, we're going to have to put you over our right tackle because the whole situation has changed. Yeah. Audrey, um, now, talking of situations changing, uh, Zach Wilson's being in the news <laughs> and for something on the field this time. Um, to be honest with you, I wish it was for something off the field at this point. Um, that said, the news coming out at this point is about as good as I would have took that on um, when the injury happened because it did not look good, everyone was fit, and perhaps it was just that they were a bit um, wary because of the Becton injury, everyone was fearing end of season. If the reports are true and he might be out for maybe two to three weeks of the regular season, that is a win um, compared to what it could be. I'm not taking anything for granted until... Um, today, because as they said last night 
until he gets with the surgeon and they say they won't know which. I'm especially not taking it for granted because I'm trusting no word of Robert Sala's optimism, <laughs> to be honest with you. As I said with Ryan, look, um, last year, <laughs> for his optimism, Beckham was going to be roughly eight weeks. And I think, to be honest with you, and it's one thing I've got one eye on, I think he likes to keep people sort of rah-rah and keep the attitudes up. So he goes there with his sort of glass half full thing. So that's one reason why I'm not trusting it until the official statement comes out because, um, yeah, um, it would be very jet-land. Um Hopefully it is the good news. If it's anything more than about four weeks, they may need to make a move. I don't know how they do that. Um, I, I like Joe Flacco. I think the team trusts him. But should it be long-term, this is this would be dire for the New York Jets because if it then turned a bit more to the worst-case scenario, if it's worse than they thought, then this whole rebuild has issues because you don't know what you've got in sack. It would probably be, if it was the worst-case scenario, then it would probably take him a season to get back to what he was. <laughs> um it would be tearing your hair out, Tom Paul. So I'm hoping it's um, a situation. It's right. Um, even if he's out for a month of the season, I'll take that because the alternative is so gut-wrenching that you'll take a month out of the season. So it's definitely going to be a um, tense few hours until you find out. But definitely not what you want, and I guess this is why, even if they are young quarterback, you sit your quarterback at pre-season, to be honest with you. Well, injuries can happen at any time. You can yeah. play your three pre-season games, no injuries, goes into this first game, and this happens in game one. So the, the timing of it is, is kind of irrelevant. The, the there are two things that concerned me about the preseason game. The first was his performance, which started off very badly. He got a little better uh, in, in the second series, but the, the first series was, was awful. And then the second series, he managed to end it with an interception. Um, so not, not great at all there. Uh, sorry, the first series ended in the interceptions. They're not great at all there. But the, the important thing for me in all of this, we forever preach situational awareness for players. We have to be aware of what the situation is, and same with coaches. So you know, we're 14 points up with two minutes to go. You don't throw the ball. Things like that really obvious situational awareness. And one situational awareness which Zach Wilson did not have was this is the first game in preseason. You have absolutely no need to make that run. And if you're going to make that run, you have no need to cut and go forward and to make extra yards. This is preseason. You risk nothing. You slide. 
He chose not to do that. So that for me is a red flag. That's a situational awareness position where he didn't do what he should have done. Now, this is an assessment year for Zach Wilson. You're right. What we need to know this year is, is Zach Wilson the man to take us forward? And if he's not, we need to get out of it by the end of this year. So it's really important that he goes out there and plays and that we can make that assessment. The longer he's injured, yeah. the less time we have to make that assessment. And that is, is the, the worrying thing for me. The situational, the lack of situational awareness and the lack of our ability now to assess whether or not he's going to make the progress we require him to make. So those, those were the two things there that concerned me. With regard to the press conference with Salah, I actually think that was a good thing and I think that it shows that Salah is also capable of learning because he didn't say this is a two to four week. He said, we believe this may be two to four week, but we're going to wait and see. So he's learned his lesson. He knows that he needs to wait and see. And I think the, the, the errors that have been made in, in regard to timescales have been made because of this constant 24 news cycle. We absolutely must know what's happening and we must know what's happening 10 minutes ago. And that's where mistakes are being made. So I like that the Jets are now coming out and saying, hang on a minute, guys. We believe this is the case. We can't give you any promises. We're not going to give you a, def a, a definitive timeline. We're going to wait for the expert to come back and give us the, the information. We're not going to do it from the podium here right now, straight after the game. So I, I, I think that all went well from, from my point of view from that. that, that that's where I am. Um, with regard to missing three or four weeks at the start of the season, everybody's been saying how well Joe Flacco's been doing in, in the preseason. So I have no worries about that particular aspect of it. Um, my big aspect, my big worries, as I say, are lack of situational awareness and the fact that we have now less time to assess it. Yeah, Andre, um, yeah, we'll see. And I will say this as we finish up. The amount of MDs we've got in this community is an astronomical amount, um, it would seem. But, um, we'll wait and see. But, um, yeah, um, it's going to be a uh, tenth few hours, um, and hopefully all uh, goes well. And we'll see how this plays out. I know some fans are out there wanting Mike White, but um, for the development of other players, I think you go down Joe Flacco. I also, I think the offense trusts him more. If you look in Joe Flacco's tape last year, he just often seems to trust him. I can't put into words, but that's how I feel if you look at their body language. So, yeah, um, I think that's what you have Joe Flacco here for. Um, he's someone what... Look, is he a franchise quarterback anymore? No, but he has won it all. And he's been there, and he knows how to win some games in this league. And that's the biggest thing what I can say about him. Um, hopefully, by next time we talk on that next Monday, that there's uh, more positive news. But either way, 
we'll cover it, Paul. But before I let you go, I just want to encourage everyone to drop Paul a follow. His handles at the well, the midway point of the screen rather than the bottom. But um, please drop him a follow. Paul will be joining me next week. So I just want to thank you for joining me today, Paul. Absolute pleasure, Dan. I'm a bit disappointed we didn't get to talk more about the, the pre-season game. There was so much in there. You yeah. mentioned Mike White. I don't think he did himself any favours in the pre-season game. Uh, there were players out there that, that had fantastic efforts. Uh, I, I loved the way Michael Clemens played, and there were there were yeah. other players out there. Rashford uh, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, Sherwood, I thought, had, yep. did very well. A couple of vital stops on uh, short yardage situations. So there, there's so much we could have gone into, uh, but unfortunately those two major injuries have, have taken up all of our time. Uh, the, the good thing is the depth of the roster means that we're still looking at about an eight-win season, uh, which is where we were before the injuries happened. So I'm yeah. quite happy with where all that is. And uh, yeah, please do uh, drop me a follow. You'll get lots of sarcasm and some decent jet stuff as well. And uh, thanks for having me on, Dan. I look forward to next Monday. And uh, hopefully we can talk about the games. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there may be an opportunity for some of those performances in week one and pre-season, but we'll get to that when we get off air, because uh, I've got to ask you something. And um, thank you to everyone for joining us. So Amazon Fire TV and Roku's now live. So should anyone want to check us out on those platforms, please head over, just click in Let's Talk Sports. You'll see our logo, download it. And I will ask anyone if you could do a rating it just helps with the algorithm so um yeah um and uh, paul displays the logo uh, right there in a unique way and um thank you to everyone for joining us your support recently has been very good the youtube numbers are growing so i do thank everyone for that and until next time let's talk sport fans thanks for watching